0: So tonight, as our theme is disciple making, we're going to go on that journey. We're going to hear from three outstanding young adults about those aspects of church life. So the first one that I want to introduce to you, his name is Sam Byrne. Uh, Sam is studying psychology at university. Uh, He was the sports captain at Matthew Flinders, if you know. He's a very sporty young man. He's been coming to our church for over three years. He did an internship here and he's a connect pastor and a key leader in the youth ministry in our church under Dan and Ebony Frecker. There's many things I love about Sam, uh, but a few are this. I love his dedication to God. I love he has a real hunger for the truth, for the Word of God. And he has become a man of prayer, a strong young man of prayer. I love to see him pray. So I want you to stand to your feet, give a great C3 Kiwana water. welcome to soon to be Dr. Sam Byrne. Welcome, make him very welcome right now.
1: Wow. What an intro, huh? You may be seated. Thank you, everybody. Don't need to give me a standing ovation. Um, But I would like to take the first moment of my little message to um, honor Pastor John and Danielle, because I work with them part-time during the week. uh, For those of you who don't know, I'm their PA. I work as part of the PA team. So I work very um, closely with them throughout the week. And so I see the kind of prayers that they pray for you and for This church. I see the kind of um, dedication and sacrifice that they do. I see that they are the very uh, number one supporters for the vision of this church to see Jesus glorified and lives transformed. And I want you to know that the 10% of the iceberg that you see above the water here on Sunday is exactly the same iceberg underneath the water in their private lives as well, behind the scenes. Um, So I I really want to honor you guys today because you guys are amazing. We love you. We support you. And so would you please honor them? We love you. And um, yeah. All right. So I'm talking about prayer tonight. And um, my first big memory of prayer was I was at a a D group, which is like a leadership small group um, where we go, and I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And then so after that day, I made the commitment that for every day after that, for the rest of my life, I would pray for 15 minutes. I got to day one and actually went pretty well. But by day two, massive flop, failure, and it just failed. Because I didn't know how to pray, I didn't know where to pray, I didn't know when to pray or what to pray. And so that kept sort of carrying on until I found myself a little scripture called Matthew 6.6. 6. And it says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And so I took those little basic tips. So I, when I prayed, I would go into my room representing being alone. I would close the door representing um, taking out all external Um, distractions and then I would pray to my father representing someone who I feel like is on the journey with me someone who I could pray to give um, the goods the bads and feel like they're on the journey with me and that's how I would pray to my father so they were the basics for me so once I overcame that another um, resistance that I found was distractions And so when I was praying, I found that my phone was very close by and those little beeps and Facebooks that come up. Laptops were a big one. And the third thing uh, for me was I've probably missed more prayer sessions because I've slept in or missed the buzzer than any other thing in the world. So for me, as I kept doing this journey, as I kept trying to persist in my prayer, every time that I would detour or go or lose momentum, I would try and and I would find myself looking at this scripture again, if we could put it back up, Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So I kept pushing, I kept going, and I was just looking for progress. One prayer is progress. And I was looking for progress and not perfection. So as I was doing my prayer journey... I was trying to find the things that worked for me, trying to find the things that didn't work for me. Now that I know that I can't do prayer runs, I suck at running and praying just adds another element that I can't handle. I can't do beach walks because I get distracted by absolutely everything. So I have to be in one spot, nailed down, and then focus myself to actually pray to God. So that works for me. And so as I kept going and as I um, kept sort of tying down and finding the things that worked for me, Now I find that I have a consistent prayer life most days because I still have those distractions. I still fall asleep and I still have those things that knock me out every time. But for me, now that I know that I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep persisting in habit, I'm going to keep progressing. And now I have the discipline of Matthew 6, 6, which is for when I pray, I will close the door. I will go into my room and I will seek my father who is unseen. And then when I see my father who sees me in the secret place and he will reward me. And then so for me, over this last couple of months as I've been seeking God, he has rewarded me because he's been doing this thing lately for me where at nights, I might be sleeping or trying to do uni, and I feel this tug. And then so I grab my phone, grab some headphones, I put some worship music in, and I go outside. And there's this trampoline there, which is old, and it's ripped up, and I stand on it. And that's because I've been seeking him, he then seeks me. And it's the closest thing to the throne room that I've ever experienced in my life. And it, and I just sit there and I pray to Him and I dream with Him and I love on Him and I can't explain it. I can't put it into words, but it's everything to me. To just be in that zone where God is so personal and real. And so I just want to encourage you to do the prayer journey. Um, Because if you don't have a prayer journey, start it. And it's, it's easy to just, one prayer is progress and progress is powerful. And so it says that if you draw close to him, he will draw close to you. And what he sees in the secret place, he will reward. So thank you very much for letting me share. God bless you.
0: Awesome. 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 I love it. Draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. I love it. That's uh, very real and very powerful. And I know, I know tonight, this is, and this is my prayer and our prayer, is that through the testimony and example and keys that you're learning tonight, that God will draw you into a closer place with Him. And uh, that was excellent, Sam. Thank you so much. Come put your hands together. I love the realness of the presence of God. All right, our next young adult is a young man by the name of Isaac Sansom. And uh, so for those of you who don't know Isaac, he's completed a science degree. Uh, He's been coming to our church for over a decade, I would say, since the green building days, way back when he was a little tacker. And in the last few years, particularly, uh, I've watched Isaac grow not just physically into the Hulk that he has become, uh, but also I've watched him grow spiritually and really mature in his relationship with Guy. Isaac is—he's just a very genuine young man, very authentic. He loves people, and uh, many people look to him as a leader and a key influencer in their lives. So why don't you stand up and make Isaac really welcome yeah. as he comes to preach tonight? We need to Yo, man.
2: How's everyone doing tonight? Good. That's good. Um, much like Sam, oh, yeah. Everyone, take a seat. <laughs> um, much like Sam, I just want to start um, by just honouring some amazing people in our church. And for me, it's um, just an absolute privilege to serve under Dan and Ebony um, Frecker. They are two amazing youth youth pastors, and you can just really see when someone is living what they preach, right? Like being under these guys is an absolute privilege. You guys are absolutely awesome. And it's so obvious the fire that is in you guys. And you can see it by the leaders under you because it just pours down on them. And I'm just an absolute, I'm just thankful for what you've done in my life um, and what you've done in the lives of all their youth. So can we just give them an amazing hand please? awesome. Um, So I'm just going to jump straight into it. Oh, that just got loud. So I'm just going to start with a a verse in 1 Timothy 4.8. So if you have your Bibles, just turn to 1 Timothy 4.8. And it says, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So I just want to tell you a little bit about myself, right? When I was 15 years old, I was about the height that I am now, but a good 20 kilos less. Right? I was seriously just a, a, basically a six-foot stick figure. Right? And so <laughs> it was terrible. And at that time, I had a dream right, and a desire to um, be a really um, high-level football player. And so what I realised was that I was far too thin and far too weak to be there. And so I realised that I had to change some things. Now, what I noticed was that people who went to gym were big, they were strong, they were athletic, and so I'm like, all right, I think I get the point, I'm gonna have to join gym. And so I started physical exercise. Now I'm gonna be perfectly honest, when I first began, it was more out of a discipline and a commitment, right? It wasn't because I enjoyed training. I was uncoordinated, I lifted the lightest weights in the gym, everyone looked at me weird, I was thin, I'd be sore for weeks. But the crazy thing was that, once I started to um, see progress, it, it kind of quickly transitioned from being a discipline to actually being something I loved and something that I enjoyed because I could see the changes that were happening, right? My coordination was improving, my strength was improving, my body was changing, and I was like, this is awesome. Now, the reason I tell you this story is because it really parallels the journey that I've had with reading the Bible. You see, I realised that the spiritually strong people that I looked up to in my life had one thing in common. They would always be reading their word. I would wake up in the morning and make myself a coffee and my dad would be awake at 5 a.m., right? He's got his Bible open and he's reading. And I'm like, you know what? If I want to be spiritually strong, I need to be like that. And so much like the gym, what started with uh, not necessarily a hunger and a desire, but it was actually just a disciplined choice, a commitment, right? And I just made a choice then and there a few years back. I'm going to read at least one chapter of the Bible every day. Now I stuck to that for some months and it began to develop. I I started reading one chapter of the Old Testament, one chapter of the New, and I kind of progressed from there. But much like gym, although it started as a discipline, right, and it started as um, basically something I just committed to, I wasn't always hungry to read the Word of God, I just committed to it. And what I found was much like the gym and, and watching myself physically change, I started to realize that I would handle situations differently. My thoughts began to change, right. When I was under pressure, I had something to stand on. And out of that, my motivation changed. It wasn't necessarily a discipline anymore. I actually loved to read the Word of God and I opened it and I desired to read it. And what I really, really blew my mind, right, was that when I started, I was like, here we go, I'm going to open a massive rule book that's going to tell me what I can and can't do. But what I discovered, right, was that when I was reading God's Word, I got so many revelations of what it actually was. So I started to discover, right, that it's a manual for life, right? It's the word to which we'll be judged against. It's the word that's filled with promises. It's the word that establishes truth. Um, It's a historical account of so many things that have happened. But the one revelation above all those, right, that absolutely gripped me and encouraged me to keep reading was when I really understood that the word is God himself, right, and they're one. And so it says in John 1:1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. You see, how do we actually know someone, right? Can we be like, look, I know this person intimately if you've never had a conversation with them, if you've never actually talked to them, right? You've stood in each other's presence. You might have been in the same room. But can you say, I intimately and personally know that person if you've never had a conversation with them, if they've never spoken to you? And see, it's the same thing with God, right? We know Him by what He says. We know Him by what He does. And so... That, that revelation just began to unlock something inside of me, right? Because as I was reading, I got to know who God was. And as I began to know who God was, He began to show me who I am, right? And there was an exchange. And so it's absolutely amazing when you start to get into that place of realizing that God is His Word. Now, the other amazing thing that began to happen, which really helped me through my teenage years, was that I began to realize that the Word would separate what is truth, right, from what is not. So it really allowed me to distinguish, okay, these thoughts that I'm having are from God or these thoughts that I'm having are not from God. And I was able to distinguish between, okay, that's an attack of the enemy. That's my own selfish desire or that is God's will. And so out of that place, I, was, I, I went from being someone who was easily deceived by things, right, to someone who had a firm foundation. And so an example of this, right, is, is Eve. So if we consider what happened to Eve, right, she received the instruction about not eating the tree or from the tree of good and evil, right? Secondhand from Adam. She didn't know God's word, right? Nor did she seek out what God actually said. And so when crunch time came, the devil was able to come. He was able to infiltrate and warp what God actually said. And in doing so, he was able to deceive her. You see, he uses that tactic time and time again. He used it in my life so often to the point where I thought it was just human nature to fall short, right? Human nature to succumb to temptation. But as I began to read the Word of God, the one thing that really stood out to me was that He was able to divide truth from non-truth. And in doing so, my life was changed, right? I was able to make better decisions. And it's just been this amazing, amazing journey. So I just want to quickly finish a few practical points, right? One of them, Uh, that has really changed my walk. And it kind of integrates with what Sam was speaking about, and that's just prayer. So what I did was, other than a commitment to read just one chapter of the old, one chapter of the new, before I'd even open my Bible, I'd say a very simple, quick prayer, just talking to the Holy Spirit, right? Just asking Him, make my heart good soil, that your seed would come, that it would sit in my heart, that it would grow and it would multiply. And just asking Him to open my eyes, my ears, my heart, right? Right? that what he says, just being open to what he says and having a journal right near me, because I guarantee you guys, if you open your word, even if it's out of discipline at first, he will speak to you. And when he speaks to you, your life will be changed. So I just thank you guys and encourage you to just open your word and read.
0: So good. Come on, put your hands together for Isaac. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. The power of the Word of God to change your life. Small decisions uh, will make a big difference in your life. Small habits will change your world. I love it. Uh, One of the cool things, sometimes we can go, well, how does God speak to us as we read the Bible? What does that look like? What What do you mean, speak to me? And it really just looks like this. It really looks like as you read a chapter of the Bible, you'll find that one bit will, sometimes it really jumps out at you. It's like, oh, wow, that really seems to apply to me now. Sometimes you you can have a sense of God's presence, comes a little bit stronger while you read that particular part. Other times I just have a... That's interesting moment as I'm reading. That's interesting. And I always set myself to go, okay, as I'm reading the Bible, I'm going to make sure I'm going to write something out of it and I'll make the decision of what looks the most interesting to me as I read. Usually that's an indication of God speaking to you. He quickens it. He, he quickens it to your spirit. And that's how God speaks to you. And it's, you don't have to be super Christian. It's just so simple. You open your Bible tonight or tomorrow morning, God will speak to you. So well done, Isaac. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. Thank you very much. All right, the the next person that we're going to hear from tonight is Katie Anderson. And uh, Katie is uh, one of our second-year interns, and she is incredibly capable in all that she does. Does She's really... (laughs) I didn't write do's, I just said do's. Uh, she is one of the key leaders in our young adult community, leads a wonderful connect group. Uh, she's also on the church events team, helps the services and the weekend services does. She's just got a great spirit of excellence about her. Katie has an absolute passion for God, loves people. So she's so genuine, you can feel the love, and she's a dynamic leader. Katie is one of our Watch This Space girls. So why don't you stand to your feet and welcome Katie Anderson as she comes to space. Speak to us tonight. Okay.
3: Thanks, Pastor John. How good is it to be in this place tonight? So good to hear from Isaac and Sam. They were awesome. But I just wanted to take a moment just to honour our amazing young adults pastor, Pastor Josh and his beautiful wife, Shekinah. Um, they They lead so strong and they are the biggest cheerers and encouragers like that I know and honestly you have the biggest capacity and you just shine love onto everyone and I'm just so thankful and so blessed to be under your leadership. So I just wanted to give you guys a shout out. But yeah. So last week was Connect Group week. Who went to Connect? I absolutely love Connect. But um, in young adults, we actually do this thing like Connect Groups are small groups that run fortnightly. But as young adults, once a month, we all come together as one, which is so cool. And last week we did and we heard from three amazing guys sharing their testimony of transformation, what Jesus has done in their world. And it was just so awesome. And it's so good to do life together and hear everyone's stories. Um, but it did get me thinking like about my first ever time at Connect Group and I remember this moment so clearly and um, I'd actually just moved probably it was probably the first time was about three years ago now just over three years ago I'd moved from Australia to from Australia from the UK to Australia which was really cool um, and I started coming to this church and I met this amazing lady called Beck Falinger I don't know if she's here somewhere Uh, But um, I got introduced to her and she invited me along to a connect group, which was so awesome. And so I said, yes, I was keen to come along and see what it would be like. Um, But the day of connect came around and I started to feel so nervous. I actually started to try and talk myself out of going, making excuses in my head, like thinking I don't really need to do this. But then I remembered this one decision that I made when moving here. And that was to throw myself into everything that God had for me. And that included making awesome friends so nerves aside I decided to go to connect group and Beck actually came to my house and she picked me up and took me to her house where connect was held But not only that, how nice is that, but when I got in her car, she handed me this beautiful card, which had like a quote about friends on the front and then inside some really, really encouraging words. And so from that moment, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna step outside of my comfort zone. I'm gonna turn up to connect continuously. And it really was. It was something that helped me make friends. It launched me into growing in my faith. And honestly, like, I don't think I'd be stood here if I hadn't like made that one decision. So it's so crucial. But I just wanted to share with you Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. And it says this, And you know, the Bible is clear that we are better together. We're not made to do life alone. And in church, one of the ways in which we do life together is connect group. So everyone say, we're better together. We're made to be there for each other and help each other succeed, helping each other even when times are tough. And, you know, I remember some times where my connect group have got around me when I most needed it. When I moved to Australia, I didn't have a job and people were praying for me. They were sending me little job adverts. I didn't have a car, so people were picking me up and bringing me to church and connect, which was just so amazing and it was just what I needed. And even recently, my parents were actually away for three weeks and I had to look after my nine-year-old brother which a lot of prayer was needed for that. But but, um, both my connect group and their connect group was coming and saying, you know, what can we help you with? Can we make meals? Can we pick him up? Which was so awesome. You know, when we stand back to back together, helping each other out, caring for each other, looking after each other, we can't be moved. We're solid in our faith. And so it's so important. And so we also grow together in faith. So Everyone say, grow together in faith. When you're surrounded by a group of people that all love Jesus, you can't help but grow in faith. And you know, have you ever been around someone who's really hungry and they start describing the thing that they're hungry for? It could be like a chocolate sundae with like cream and marshmallows (laughs) and before long you are so hungry and craving the exact same thing when you're surrounded by Christians, like that's what happens. You can't help but be hungry for God. You can't help but be hungry for Him. And so it's so important having people to share that with. And, you know, so encouraging. People are so encouraging. When you have people in your world, they encourage you and they help you grow in their faith. And I actually have a whole bunch of letters here that I've received over the years, like I've From Connect Group for encouragement, but I did want to share this one because it was a really crucial part in my life. And it's this it says, So, Katie, this week when I was praying for you, I got the words dream bigger. I really feel like God doesn't want you to put Him in a box, He wants you to step outside of your comfort zone and believe for the impossible. This was so powerful for me, and it really did. It made me dream bigger. It made me think bigger. It made me step outside of my comfort zone. And before long, I actually even said yes to starting my own connect group. So it launched me. It launched me into growing in my faith. It pushed me outside of my comfort zone. And it's so awesome. But you know what? We are also so powerful when we get together. There's power when we get together. So everyone say there's power in being together. <laughs> and in Matthew 18, 19 to 20, it says this. I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather as my followers, I am there among them. This is one of my favorite scriptures and it just blows my mind because it's so powerful when we come together and we agree. Where two or more people Agree on something, God moves. And so I've seen breakthrough in my life. I've seen amazing financial miracles getting jobs, money appearing in my account. I've seen myself grow in faith, grow in boldness, grow in courage. And I've seen God put friends and mentors around me, and it's been so, so good. Um, so, tonight, guys, I just really wanted to encourage you. You know, if you're not in a connect group, if you're not surrounded by people, you know, like we can be so easily overcome if we're not surrounded by that network of people. So, I just wanted to encourage you. You know, we're better together, we grow in faith together, and there's power in being together. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Well done, for you. Good job, come on, put your hands together, very very cool, hashtag better together, some of you want to buy chocolate sundaes right now, I know you do. Katie, you're a great uh, communicator, a great preacher. Very good. Inspiring us tonight. Fantastic. You know, I know while while the the guys have been sharing, I'm going to get the whole band to come on up here right now. I know while the guys have been sharing, um, God uses people's stories and the Scripture to speak to us. And I know that the Lord will be speaking to to many of us in this place tonight about one of those, maybe two of those, or maybe three of those things that we've just talked about, how we can be more effective disciples of Jesus, which means grow our relationship with Him. And so I'm wondering, I want us just to close our eyes right now because I'd like to give room for the Spirit of God to talk to people, talk to hearts. And the Spirit of God, He, He talks to us just in quiet moments, in quiet spaces, and He just whispers things to our heart. He whispers about our next step, about what we need to do. And I'm wondering tonight, I'd like to add to what's been said in the sense of with a challenge. I remember as a 13-year-old being challenged to make a commitment for the next 21 days or 30 days to read my Bible for 10 minutes and to pray for 10 minutes each day. I would say that one decision is probably one of the biggest decisions of my life. That set me up for so much of what God has wanted for my life and I feel like God wants to speak to people tonight just to make that same decision it might be just as simple as this would you commit to reading a chapter of the Bible today as Isaac talked about would you commit to spending 10 minutes in prayer each day just not because you not when you feel like it but because of the discipline and because of what you want in terms of your relationship with God? Or would you commit to joining a connect group, getting outside your comfort zone? You mightn't feel like that's going to be easy for you. You're like, oh, I'm a private person. or Oh, I, I like to keep my own space. But we need others. You're wired to be connected to others. It'll help you. And if you're here saying tonight, that I want to commit to one or more of those things. Especially I'm going to make it a 30-day challenge. Commit for 30 days to reading a chapter of the Bible a day or for praying for 10 minutes a day or for joining a connect group, going at least twice there for, because they're fortnightly in the next month. If God's speaking to you about responding to that, I just want you to stand up in your seat wherever you are and say, yep, God's speaking to me about doing one of those things. Just stand up in your seat right now. You might already do those things and that's awesome. But tonight, let God speak to you. This has the potential to change your life if you respond. Is it to pray 10 minutes a day, just to talk to God for 10 minutes every day, draw near to Him? Is it to read your Bible 10 minutes each day, just a chapter a day? Is it to join a Connect group, Father? I'm praying for people right across this room. I feel like there's some more, and you've just got the the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. I, I want you to do this. This is going, everything's going to change. This is going to be your step, the step that you can take today. If God speed you, just stand up because this will change everything. This will, they say that big doors swing on small hinges. This small hinge of making this commitment could open the door for your future. Many people are saying, oh, I want to know what God's will for me is. I want to know what God's plan for me is. Well, I'll tell you what, you'll find it as you talk to Him and read read the, the Word of God. He'll, He'll show it to you. It'll light up. says the Word lights up my path. So you go, I want, I want God to speak to me and help me. Well, that's what prayer does. I speak to God and He helps me. There's still some more people and I can, I can feel like the Holy Spirit just starting to like drop in this place on different ones. This is, this is a challenge for you. This is God saying, come on, come on. I've got so much more for you. I've got so much more for you, but you gotta take a step. God's speaking to you about this right now. Just stand up so much more. Just stand up. More people are standing up. Keep your eyes closed, but tune into the Spirit of God. Tune into the Spirit of God. Smarre kito le mam de baste kile mam bushi takata. Komboreti kile barro mose kama rebe vizi Spirit of God, you're touching hearts. You're talking to people. Sarambe rebe re buka le mam rebe ikile Thank you God. Thank you God. You're talking to people. Some of you, I feel like there's some young people here tonight, and you have this sense of purpose and call for your life. Big dreams. Can I tell you God's dreams are even bigger for you? God's dreams are massive for you. But the the foundation for those dreams will be this relationship of prayer and the Word. So simple, yet so powerful. And the Holy Spirit's drawing on you to step into this tonight. I'm going to pray for people in a moment who are standing. Just stay standing. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you tonight as you're moving in people's hearts. You're talking to different ones. I'm praying for, for courage. I'm praying for your, your anointing. Open up that word. Let, the, let that word speak to people. Lord, let your presence come as people find their secret place. Let your presence come in prayer. Lord, let connect groups just be a great experience of making friends and of growing together with you. I pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You can grab your seat, guys. Thank you so much. So powerful.